Hi, I'm Gary David. And I'm Adam Gamwell. Welcome to Experience by Design, the podcast where we explore experience designs of all kinds. Now, pandemic life means for many of us that we have had to become our own audiovisual professionals. Along with all these stresses of kids at home, COVID tests, and trips to the grocery store, we now kind of have to worry about what happens when technology goes wrong, especially with a lot of us working at home. And not just our computer systems, but what about binge watching Netflix or Hulu when your streaming no longer works? What kind of nightmare is that? What about when technology rebels? Who is there to save us? Now, fortunately, John Daly has an answer in the form of AV Hero. John describes his new venture as a cross between the Geek Squad meets Uber, which sounds pretty awesome to me. Being born out of his early days as a member of the nerd crew in the AV Club, John moved through Guitar Center to become an expert in all things audiovisual. He has rallied his fellow AV Club members to save the day for those who are in dire need of technological rescue. Now, over 2,000 AV heroes strong, John's forces are here to help those who need it most. So the experience is about a two-sided business model. Customers who are looking for help and AV professionals who can give them the help that they need. John's AV Hero platform brings together those folks either on the phone through a video conference, which a lot of us are very familiar with right now, mm-hmm. or visiting your home based on whatever the customer's needs are and whatever the technological fix requires. We talk with John about a lot of things, as we often do on Experience by Design. We talk about the psychology of disruption as new approaches are introduced to established domains and how to get people to adopt new models. And what happens when they're resistant to those new models? How can you kind of punch through and get them to try new things out? We also discuss how the gig economy is being leveraged by creative types to help fund and fuel their visions and art, whether it be that you know, art school video project, that making that record that you want to make, or trying to buy art supplies that you need to make the masterpiece you've been thinking about. We revisit how his start was in doing audio production at his church, and now it's become a way for people across the country, no matter where you're located, there's likely an AV hero near you, where that person can help you in your home get the fix you need to bring your AV back to life. Finally, we find out about John's award-winning music video, and quite the music video it is, and how Confidence on the stage that he learned through being a frontman for bands is the same as confidence you need in innovation and a startup company. Hope you enjoy the talk. There's a fundamental difference between having an office and a space. When you have an office, you can close the world out. When you have a space, you know, everything's fair game. I feel like I've I've shifted to an open office environment, but at my house, and I'm not I'm not liking that too much. So that's true. (laughs) And so I I think part of the AV hero ness I need is how to uh, shut out the, the, the 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 noise, yeah, and the distractions. Yeah, we need to create a cubicle hero. You know, it's funny you say that. You know, on Amazon, you can go and find 
God, it's like it's like an office space that you can order that gets plopped out in like your backyard. I always I, thought I, about that as an RV, but it's something else. Yeah, I've I've seen some ads for that type of a thing. It's brilliant. It is brilliant, but you're in San Diego. I, when we're in Massachusetts, it gets cold here. So do I need to get like propane? I mean, what's the process there of like heating the thing? Is that is that part of your job of AV Hero? Is how can I heat my new man space? I, I you know my backdrop right now is a she shed, but you know the the how do I what what how can AV Hero help me heat my refuge in my backyard where I'm fleeing from my family? Yeah, just we just blowing by blowing a lot of hot air. Well, that's what <laughs> normally I've been accused of that, John, of blowing mm-hmm. a lot of hot air by people where I work. So mm-hmm. so there's that opportunity, but it is it is interesting that. You know, today there is, I, I don't know that you could have picked a better time to launch the company at a time when launching new businesses right now might seem like the worst time. Yeah. I, I mean, is it, is it brilliant by design? Are you brilliant by design, John, or was it just brilliant by, brilliance by accident? My, my wife says both. Um, <laughs> yeah. So are we starting? Or are we still just kind of getting? No we're, we're, no, we're going. This is it. This is, this is perfect. The, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know what? We, I would say in February, I had the idea that 321 sounded like an awesome day to launch a business, right? Because you got 321 launch. Oh. And uh, so, whatever, right? That's the, the creative geek side of me coming out. But I am. Um, and then when we were approaching, right? COVID's happening, everything's shutting down. Um, and my team and I were, I mean, yeah, it was, you know, should we? should we push pause was the question, right? Because everything going on on the planet and initially in California, at least it was just supposed to be 14 days to slow the spread. Right. Stop, pause, laugh about that or cry about that. Right. Right. Um, and, uh, but we just felt like now nah, let's, we're going to stay the course. We're going to push forward. And when we decided to do that, you know, initially we were just going to launch in San Diego and Phoenix, as like test markets, you know, two different demographics there. And one of my business partners lives in the Phoenix area. And, um, but then when the lockdown happened, it's like, well, well now what are we going to spend all our time doing? Right. <laughs> yeah. shut. Nobody's going inside of someone's house, right? Because nobody knows what this thing is. And, you right. know, so we basically decided we're going to spend our time we're just going to open up the platform on a national level instead of just two cities. We lo- we opened it up in 130 cities, um, and the response has just been tremendous from the service provider side of things. I and mean, we've had almost 4,000 people sign up to become AV heroes, and of those 4,000, around 1,100 have passed our certification test. So AV Hero now can safely make the claim that we're the largest audiovisual technical force in America. No kidding. And huh. um, I mean, we're so we're yeah. I mean, and and growing. I mean, I literally have had to push pause on some of our ads that we have in these different markets because the response has been so massive. Um, we're trying to play catch up and determine, okay, so do we want 10,000 people signing up or do we, you know, do we wait? Um, so it's, yeah, your, your point, was it brilliance or we just felt like we should continue and then trying to pivot as things have moved forward. And so. 
Well, you know, I wanted to kind of take a step back because as I was thinking about this idea of AV, and yeah. I, you know, so I'm a sociologist, Adam's an anthropologist, we kind of approach things from this, this cultural perspective. The AV people in, at least in my lifetime in school, not the best rap, right? I mean, if you look at the TV show Stranger Things, the AV kids are, you said you're a geek, right? The AV kids were the geeks. The AV kids were like, you know, the AV club are those people over there that were, you know, hold away in some dark room and maybe they brought them out to run the projectors when they, you know, the projector broke down yeah. or something like that. So, I mean, yeah. it is interesting about like the, the, the cultural perception of AV people being kind of like these geeks that I don't know. I mean, how would you describe yourself as a, as an AV geek, just kind of like outsiders, but with a very specialized interest that was very narrow, but essential. And then in some situations. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, you've got the, you know, you got the, the person who comes out of the closet to set up the projector, like you right. described. It's interesting in the audiovisual industry, you actually have a ton of musicians though as well, right? Who would not describe themselves as geeks, right? They would describe themselves as aspiring rock stars um, that, you know, realize one day they need to actually uh, make a living and, uh, you know, can't just tour forever or whatever, or try to make it. So you've got, I would say, a, um, uh, a diversity of, um, of people that are on the more technical geek outside and then are just the musical audio. And then you got the video guys, right. Who want to make movies. And so they're into the video and the video editing. And then you've got you know, because there's great opportunity on the sales side, then you just get random salespeople, right. That are just, they couldn't care less about tech. They just want to make a lot of money. So you got a, definitely a hybrid of a lot of people in the audiovisual industry. And, um, yeah, to answer your question. So it's, it's a, it, it's a wide variety, but generally speaking, I would say if you run into somebody in the audiovisual industry, you're, you're not running into somebody that is a, a super outgoing, charismatic personality type of an individual. And you've been in this industry for a long time now, right? I mean, I, I was looking at your LinkedIn profile and I, I, you know, I, I shared with Adam and we have questions about three years at Guitar Center um, and, what, and what kind of stories do you have about that? But this idea, yeah. you've been, you, how did you get in the AV industry to begin with? I mean, what was the genesis of, you ending up in this career to your own business, but also before that having a long time and doing AV work. Yeah. So I got into it. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I would have started working at guitar center, I think in 2005. So the, that story goes something like this. I moved to San Diego to be a rock star and um, I wasn't. Is that the place where rock stars went, John? It was the San Diego. I did. I mean, I know Seattle. Um, I know, not you know. So much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <bro. laughs> and uh, then, you know, uh, I met, uh, you know, my, my now wife, my girlfriend at the time. And, you know, I'm no job, no money, in debt. And her dad was a good dad and was basically like, yeah, like, <laughs> hell, no way in hell you are dating my daughter or doing anything else with my daughter unless you get a job. So literally within a week, um, I was working at Guitar Center. 
And uh, I, I got into the pro audio department, which was funny because I was just like a guitar player. So to be in the pro audio and you're dealing with much more of the technical stuff with recording and live sound and all the processing and all that was, I mean, that was a massive learning curve. And, and then I actually started running sound at my church on Sundays and, and I had a knack for it. I had an ear for it because I'd always loved music. And um, so I was running sound in the back. And one day this gentleman came and, and uh, kind of introduced himself to me and was like, man, you're making this, you know, we're in a gymnasium, right? Like the mobile setup tear down every, every weekend. And um, man, you're making this gymnasium sound great. And so we started this conversation ends up, he's like, you know, uh, uh, executive business owner in the audiovisual industry. So that is, was my connection from the retail music world into the commercial audiovisual industry. Um, and not too long after that, I ended up making the jump from Guitar Center to a company called AVI Systems, which is like, you know, been around forever. It's an audiovisual systems integrator. And yeah, um, spent 12 years uh, as really a sales guy in the audiovisual industry. Um, with enough technical chops to be dangerous. And um, yeah, I ended up, you know, initially got into the AV industry and it's like, man, what the flip is all of this <laughs> stuff, right? Like who knew that companies and were putting in all this stuff in their boardrooms and conference rooms and digital signage and all this stuff that it's not like it's the cool technology on the surface. You know what I mean? This is the stuff that, you know, a CEO is using to have a conversation or a meeting with his team right. or it's not like incredibly sexy and like amazing, but ended up really liking it. I mean, met a lot of great people, went to a lot of really cool companies, um, you know, uh, and had a great career for a while. And then maybe two years ago, I felt like, I was just starting to get a little bored. I wanted to do something, you know, that was felt like a challenge, um, maybe even a bit of a give back because um, I had, you know, done well um, in, you know, in the AV industry. And so, yeah, I mean, the story of the, the genesis and the idea of AV Hero is kind of another uh, thing, but I'll, I'll push pause on my story and, and I can tell that in a minute, but I'll let you guys comment I ask questions. But I want to I follow, you know, it's, I know Adam has a lot of thoughts on this because he's a musician. I, I was in a band. I was in a blues band. I played harmonica, which was the easiest way in to being <laughs> on stage I could find. Yeah. Um, and so there was that. But I just watched an interview with, with Bob Rock, who I don't know if you're both familiar with, but famous producer of like some of the top names in punk and, and you know, rock music, Metallica, amongst others. And it was interesting because it seems like a lot of um, people who get involved in this kind of music production work or AV work, it's not, I don't know if, if it's a dissimilar story to yours, right? It's kind of like you end up there and then you learn really fast because you have an opportunity mm -hmm. to do that kind of work. I know people can go through programs and graduate with degrees in, you know, you know audio production mm -hmm. but or audio engineering, but it seems like, a, you know, I'm fascinated by like this accident i found myself in this moment to do this thing and i found my calling as it were yeah especially mm -hmm. in the music and you find this i was watching a documentary last night about uh, iggy pop and the stooges yeah and it was like a lot like that it was like you know we just found ourselves in this moment and then like this thing happened and it was organic and and perhaps 
could never be duplicated again under different circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, um, I've had an opportunity to speak recently to like, uh, a group of students, um, that are in like an audio engineering type school and really just presenting to them what the amazing opportunity is in the audio visual industry, because you actually can't go anywhere right now and come out on the other side with like an audio visual degree. You could do audio engineering, you mm-hmm. could do you right. know, some video stuff in these specialized schools, but the thing that's really unique about the audiovisual industry, and it would be, um, you know, you look at your setup, Gary, like your podcast right. setup. You, you didn't just buy that as a kit that came in a box and you plugged it in, right? You've got right. headphones from one place, microphone, cable, stand, interface. You're using software and multiple software platforms to record this, and so it's that's why we call it. They're integrated systems, and it's. Right this tribal knowledge that you have to develop to learn, you know, what actual, how you can take components from all these manufacturers. There's thousands of options, right? And you can, um, you can stitch them together to create a single system that fulfills a specific purpose. And so, you know, there's, there's no school you can go through and come out on the other end to do that. So it is this very much like you fall into it. Someone recognizes you're good with audio, you're good with video, you're good with people, you're good at project management. And then you just, it's like drinking from a fire hose, right? right. I mean, that is the school is getting thrown in the deep end and immersed in this, which is why in the audiovisual industry right now, actually, there is a, an extreme lack of talent, an extreme mm. lack of talent. So somebody that knows how to actually engineer and design an audiovisual system um, can, I mean, can get paid well over six figures with no degree, no formal education. They just actually know how to do this thing. Right. Um, so it's, it's, it's very interesting in that way, which is part of the reason why, I feel like AV Hero is so relevant because um, it's difficult for the average person, the average business to identify how do I find an audiovisual expert? Like, how do I, right. who do I call? And so that is, I mean, essentially why AV Hero exists is to answer that question. Um, but I, I digress. But yeah, it's, it is an interesting, most people just fall into it. Nobody, Nobody uh, woke up or as a kid go, I want to be an audiovisual professional. You, you, they fell into it. But then you find people that have 10, 20, 30 year careers in the industry um, and they're really successful and love it. No, that, that's really interesting because it, it, you know, I'm, I'm thinking back to when you said before about you kind of had an ear for, for sound and for music, right? And, and so you just kind of we're doing sound design and, and live live sound at your church in a gym. And so, of course, as a musician and, per, and someone that's that's done live sound work before as well, we know how horrible gyms are to, to EQ and to make sound good because they're so echoey, right? Yeah. Um, and so it's like the gym is one of the gauntlet rooms of like, if you can make that sound good, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're doing something right, you know? Exactly, man. Um, exactly, Adam. And, and I also, I, I appreciate the idea with that, that um, 
mean, one, I want to ask you, like, it's, it's a geared nerd question of like, I want to like, how do we make a gym sound good? Like what, what's your, what's your go-to for making a gym sound good? Um, and then just that there's a the bigger question to kind of like, as, as you're kind of getting into this, the, the questions I was thinking about too, about what, what AV hero does. Cause I think you, you made a really good point that like, there's a really like one, uh, the question of tribal knowledge is really interesting, right? Like who holds the keys to the knowledge as it were, like, and how do people pick this knowledge up? Right. And a lot of it is by learning on the job, even as you said with guitar center, and most of us too. I mean, even Gary and I, like working in, in podcasting, we get equipment over time by figuring out what works and what doesn't work and right. just tinkering and like watching things fall apart and then, um, you know, hitting refresh and changing this and changing that. And like, uh, so it is, it is an interesting mix of like, even how you talked about your business working in terms of like by design or by accident, it's actually kind of that too with AV, isn't it? It's like some stuff you like, you got to feel for video, you got to feel for audio, you got to feel for something. And then through that, then you like get into it and then you kind of turn on the, uh, the fire hose as it were. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's a, it's yeah. a deep well, it seems, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, and it's very interesting and you know, the world nowadays, you know, audio visual systems and businesses and schools, even 10 years ago in a lot of ways would have been considered a nice to have, mm. and, but you don't have to have, you don't yeah. got to have, and, you know, the ability to collaborate remotely with other rooms or people in other parts of the world. But today it is, it is a, you, it's a, it's a must have. It is an absolute right. must have. So the, the perception and the demand for AV globally, and especially now in, a, in the pandemic, mm. has, I mean, it is just, nope, most Americans had never heard of Zoom six months ago. Right. Yeah. And now that's like the Kleenex for what we're doing right now. It's really interesting. It, yes. it, is, it is funny in terms of that. And I want to run too far ahead of, of, of some other stuff I wanted to ask you about or talk to you about. But one of, one of the things that kills me as a professor is when I'm on a Zoom call or whatever call and another professor who I know teaches online, I know this person teaches online. And their audio quality just sucks, mm-hmm. and and or, or they're using like the the green screen background without the green screen and Zoom, where they're disappearing like limbs and stuff like that. And it's <laughs> the camera's lousy and the lighting's horrible, and they're having the camera angle shooting up their nose or some yeah. kind of weird thing. Yeah, I'm like, just just stop it. Just I mean, like you know, they need help because yeah. it's not only them who's suffering the indignities of their own hand. But yeah. also the students or whoever else they're hosting on their, you know, video conference who have to deal with that nonsense too. Yeah. And so this need is just, you know, it re- really has required a lot of people to become AV heroes who couldn't figure out how to make their VCR stop blinking 12. Yeah. And there's that fundamental talent mismatch between, you know, what I know how to do and what you, sh- and what you really do need to know how to do to make it a better quality product that you're putting out there over the internet. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it has required people to, man, and probably have some pretty embarrassing situations in the midst of it. Yeah. There's no question there, John. It's just a rant. I'm just ranting right now because it's just like, I don't know. It's funny because a lot of schools, while they've, while they've tried to do things like how do you teach students online through pedagogy? Right. And I'm approaching it through a school lens here. They have done less on or nothing on how do you compose your shot? Mm-hmm. How do you compose your sound? How do you do like this tribal knowledge thing that Adam, you know, referenced you saying? 
there's been less on that and schools are taxed in, you know, not just elementary K through 12, but universities. I, I literally had a friend of mine who's in the UK ask me how to do a webinar today. And she's like, you know, no one at my university, um, which is a well-known university, no one at my university knows how to do that. I went, yeah. what? Yeah. You know, I, this makes me think that there's actually, there's probably a secret market for AV Hero in universities. That, uh, you may already be there, but. That's, Gary, that's why you need to sign up as an AV Hero and get a Hero code. So when they yeah. ask for help, you say, go to the app, use my code, and then you'll make 50 bucks an hour, man, for doing well, it. Well, I think it's an interesting thing about the, 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 the service. So coming up like to AV Hero, do you have AV heroes that are specifically for certain domains like church gyms or education <laughs> or, you know, home stereo equipment, or is it just AV heroes? Yeah. I mean, are there like, you know, AV hero badges or certifications that are associated with individual AV heroes or, it, you know, do you know what I mean? Can I, I, do, I know exactly what you mean? Yeah. So um, currently there are not uh, specific disciplines. We, our certification test that we've developed, it's more of a generalist questionnaire. Um, in the future, exactly what you're saying is what we're going to implement, planning to implement is the concept of badges, right? So we've got more specialties that people are tagged for so that when right. Gary says podcast, right, it sends it out to specific heroes that have been badged for podcasts. Right now, um, the process would be you describe your need. It goes out to the heroes that have been certified in your area. Right. They look at the request and the ones that feel like they have a podcast, the ability to help you with whatever that may be, let's say it's podcasting, would be the ones that would actually push accept on the job. And if somebody goes, I know nothing about podcasting, then they would not accept that. And if they if they did and it was a bad experience, we obviously have the ability to remedy that as a as a company. And is that another another quick follow up question or thought around that? Right now, the model is that if I have equipment at home that's not working, I can reach out. But what if I don't know what equipment I need? Right, going back to this tribal knowledge, is that yeah. an idea for AV Hero in the future? Is is to do more of a you know small C consulting? Um, roll about, hey, I want to start a podcast. What should I get? Can I, for 75 bucks an hour, can I get, you know, some, you know, a AV hero to, to walk me through the basics of yeah. how I might get involved in this kind of world? Yeah. So AV hero could definitely facilitate that today, right? We don't sell equipment, but you could absolutely call a hero, describe your request. I need information on what to buy for my podcast. And that could be accepted. The job could be started without having anyone show up. You could do a video call. You could do a phone call. Um, and they could walk you through doing that. Right now, if you go to the platform, and you'll see this, right? It's just, it's very broad. Audiovisual right. services. And that was intentional, if I'm honest, you know, that I didn't want to box us in. But what we're going to, we're going to be making some adjustments to where we are going to have some more specific categories and ideas to even just get people's wheels turning about what AV heroes could do. Um, but yes, consulting. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, there's guys that could do that in their sleep. They could give you everything you need to know in a 15 minute phone call. 
and um, you're paying $75 for that information and they're taking home 50 of that. And um, it's a good deal for everybody. Cool. So I think this is this is a really it's it's a really cool model. And I'm looking at, for example, uh, one of your blog posts that has like the list of recommended tools, right? Just like kind of supply a list of things that people should have. And so even looking across this list, for example, right, like we're we're kind of thinking like one model it seems like is this consulting space. The other side is like having the actual tools. And this is things of like if you're installing, you know, an AV system like in a, in a building, right? Or in it. And so it's it's almost like it seems in, in this kind of a question that like. So this can this can span like you just said intentionally broad from someone saying here's the equipment you should buy for your podcast all the way to I will come install a projector in your house or in your office right with the AV setup and get the wires put in you know and do some some wall construction if we need to also so it seems like it's the whole gamut across all of AV yeah, potentiality. So, so we would we would say uh, you know basic uh, installations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cutting into walls, running cable through conduits, um, that's generally going to require someone to have a license, mm. right? And yeah. um, because, you know, AV Heroes are independent contractors, AV Hero having a license isn't necessarily going to be sufficient in every market. So we wouldn't push like major installations, sure. um, but putting a TV on the wall, um, putting some speakers up, you know, around your pool, um, getting a zoom room set up, basic stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, AV heroes could do that. And my, my business partner developed that list and I know it's quite extensive and that's, (laughs) he's a 20 year operations guy that just wants to make Mm. sure every I is dotted, T is crossed. Um, there's no room for error, but again, it's a recommended tool list our belief is that the majority of um, at least audiovisual troubleshooting calls are going to be, there's a loose cable, the system needs to be reset, there's a basic setting that needs to be adjusted, mm-hmm. get rid of some dust, right? It's going to be that type of a thing on the troubleshooting side that wouldn't require someone to have, you know, dollars yeah, worth of tools in their vehicle at all times. Yeah, and it sounds different from like a, a general contractor of like I'm going to come knock a wall down versus versus an independent contractor, which is maybe doing yeah, yeah, hundred percent, yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. The, the the goal here is right. So AV Hero, the Genesis. I may have told Gary this previously. I'll, I'll keep it short. I was sitting in a bar and I'm having a beer and I'm looking at the TVs on the wall and the thought was, if these TVs stopped working, what would this bar owner manager do? And knowing what I knew of 12 years in the audiovisual industry, I believe the answer was they wouldn't know what to do. And if they thought they did, they probably wouldn't actually have a great answer. And at the end of the day, their experience of getting someone to come out and help them is going to be slower, more complicated, and more expensive than they would have expected. And so that is essentially when AV Hero was birthed. Like, I'm going to solve that problem. I'm going to make it fast, simple, cost-effective for anybody to connect with local audiovisual experts and get their problem solved. Because today, I believe that like never before, people are depending upon audiovisual systems for their business, uh, the environment they're creating, for communication. And when stuff doesn't work, it is 
it causes real problems, financial impact, um, productivity impact. So, mm. yeah. And stress, just like, I mean, I think yeah. part of, part of the sell here is not just, um, you know, making technology work. It's, but also making our customers more healthy because the more stressed you get and the more anxious you get, and the more irate you get. Cause there's nothing worse than like, like, you know, I got X amount of time to do this thing and then I go sit down to do it and it's not working and it was working yesterday and I don't know what just happened. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. So you're saving people's lives, John. Yeah. Well, you guys comment on this from, you know, your perspective and, and expertise, I, you know, a decade plus of selling audiovisual systems, primarily in a business to business environment, um, which are typically high stress environments. I came to the conclusion that most customers actually wanted two main things. And I believe that those two things, the first is they wanted me to make them look good to their peers and their supervisors. Hmm. And the second thing I believe they wanted was they wanted me to make their lives easy, which speaks to the stress thing. And then if I would make clients look good to their peers and their bosses and I would make their lives easy, they could kick their feet up on their desk at Friday at two o'clock go home and have a enjoyable, relaxing weekend by the pool, come back on Monday and everything still is working that I was, I was in that for as much business as I could handle. Um, Yeah, I I think, I think you're right. I think, you know, the, the, the umbrella term or AV is pretty big, right? You've talked about hardware, we've talked about software, but there's also content, right? Mm -hmm. And, and if any, you can have the hardware working, you can have the software working, but it doesn't mean you're going to have the content sure. and that's the looking good part of it where people might have the tools. And I, again, speaking from an educator lens, we have all these tools available to us mm-hmm. to engage with students online. It by no means means that we should. I, I was able, I think to have a pretty engaging class the other day by just using Microsoft word and sharing my screen. Versus making an animation, doing a video editing, doing a flip classroom, mm-hmm. having an online poll, having, you know, a discussion boards, having, you know, whatever other tools are out there. Because the more tools you have in your toolbox, the more you might injure yourself and you don't know how to use them. Yeah, sure. Right. right? Yeah. You know, so I think that, you know, those three areas, maybe there's more about the hardware, the software and the content. I know AV to Hero doesn't touch on the content as much. Mm. But, you know, that's, that's also one of those need areas of like, what do I do with it? How do I use it, you know, to make myself look good and to make my life easier? Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, even since we launched six months ago, has it been six months? Time's going fast, but the, the concept has evolved in six months, right. From what we thought it was going to be to multiple people reaching out and saying, well, what about this? Well, what about this? And it's like, well, yeah, you could call a hero for that. And at the end of the day, that's going to be the goal of the platform is to meet all those needs, right? Well, why not? Why can't we develop a badge that is related to content creation, right? And then develop a certification that vets that people are competent to do that and then have that available for someone to call a hero that can say, my PowerPoint is garbage or my presentation is showing up, you know, it's, stretched this way and and squashed. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think the platform will continue to evolve 
Especially considering you have musicians and and people who might be in school doing filmmaking or whatever. I mean, you have that kind of skill set coming to you already. So there, there, there is a natural ability to already integrate that into the service. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and so I'm curious. Like, so when you when you said earlier in the conversation that when you started, uh, you were originally just going to do it in was it San Diego and, and Phoenix, right? And then you decided to go and just open it up nationally. Mm-hmm. Um, what did that process look like for you? Did, was that just kind of a you did sort of a blanket, you know, ask out on social media, or they just, you know you you put your apps out on iOS and Android? Like, what was that? What was that process like? Yeah, that's a that's that's a great question. That's like my secret sauce, Adam. I don't know if okay. I can share. Okay, that. <laughs> I'll tell you how I got. I can tell you how I got in touch with John, or else how he got in touch with me. Oh well, I don't know. It depends if that's part of the secret sauce. It don't might be. It might, it might be part of the secret sauce. I don't know if I should say it. No, 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 no. I mean, we. Uh, I mean, yeah, we 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 utilized a platform to potential to essentially. Um, notify local people that were looking for work that there was a gig economy job available through the AV hero platform. So it's actually quite simple and, um, straightforward. It was just, yeah, just putting out notifying people in different markets and clicking on different cities where we wanted it to be, you know, broadcast out to. Yeah. I mean, well, it's. I mean, it's funny because even even the idea you said of, of the genesis of, of AV Hero was sitting at a bar and like, what if this TV breaks? You know, um, it's funny because like some sometimes like the simplest of an idea like that can actually have. We talked about a little before this, like this disruptive capacity, right? And that uh, you know, this is bringing it seems like the best of the gig economy with a a you know group of technicians and in industry that like actually needs more visibility, right? Because I think one of the things I'm, I'm hearing you say in this conversation too is that. A lot of AV folks, they may have 20, 30 years of experience, but they, you know, you wouldn't know it unless you either are their neighbor or friend or you're on the circuit with them or something, right? You're out on tour and you right. see them. And so it's like really interesting to think about how do we actually help provide work? So I think what's really cool with that AV Hero is doing too is that it's actually creating jobs in a time when when people need work too, right? Yeah. And AV work is, I think, super fun also because it's super, you know, it's it's, it's quite broad, right? Again, it can be from as music production into filmmaking into you know, again, like corporate arrangements of Zoom rooms and stuff. And so, uh, I, I don't know, it's like, I'm thinking about all this in the idea of the name AV Hero, because I'm, I'm kind of curious, we, we talked a bit about too, like, what is the psychology of the person that comes to AV Hero, right? They need to get a hero. And I like the idea. I mean, I'm thinking of, you know, Bonnie Tyler's song anyway, I Need a Hero, right? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> there we go. Old school. Yeah. Dude, I, I like Total Eclipse uh, of the Heart personally, but that brings back some bad memories from eighth grade. I really don't want to talk about right fair. now. <laughs> Once upon a time, I was falling in love. <laughs> I'm, only <laughs> exactly. apart. I'm only falling apart, John, like we all are. <sighs> yeah, you know, podcast, yeah, Adam, you're 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 nailing it, man. I mean, it's uh, you know, there's heroes among us, and we would never know it, right? And uh, yeah, I mean, that's why our tagline as a company, um, which I'm debating how effective it actually has been, because it might be a little too. I don't know, unclear, but it's been save the day, the mm. concept of saving the day, right? Yeah. Eight hero, save the day. Um, and what's interesting about save the day, right, is you've got the A and the V right next to each other there in the, in the oh, first. Nice. My marketing person came up with that. I was like, Kelly, there you go. That's cool, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, that's, that, that, is, that is the idea, right? And I think um, it's, you know, the, the traditional means of 
getting AV help is, you know, maybe, you know, somebody, mm-hmm. but if you don't, then what do you do? I mean, you Google yeah. like YouTube. Yeah. Prepare. Oh, it's awful. It's awful yeah. when you do that. I've tried to troubleshoot stuff by going on to like, you know, Google search it's not and you know, you might as well get a stiff drink and, you know, about five hours because that's what it's going to take. Yeah. So I don't think, yeah, that's, so that's, that's the goal. There's a lot of people, you know, and in the audiovisual industry, the thing that's crazy is, you know, the technicians who are actually the boots on the ground, people doing the work, saving the day, making customers happy are usually the ones that are treated more as a commodity and they're the lowest paid and they're just told be here at this time and, you know, they're getting their hands slapped if they're not clocking in, clocking out, checking in, checking out, reporting back. You know, there's even companies that, you know, I mean, I mean, sure, it's common now, but, you know, they they got, you know, they're giving out their phones to the techs, but then they're tracking them. Yeah. You know, where are you? Why did you take lunch so long? And all this crap. I'm like, dude, these are the guys that are actually getting the work done. Like they mm-hmm. should be treated as the heroes, not as the peons. So one of the big things with AV Hero, and because I come from a sales background, you know, maybe it just seems like I don't mean what I'm saying, but I mean that I really want the platform to be something that the technician who's been making 15 bucks an hour, you know, killing themselves can actually like, like we pay you $50 an hour, San Francisco, New York, that's par for the course, but not in Omaha, right? right? In Boise, Idaho. And and, you know, in Tallahassee, you know what I mean? Like $50 an hour, like you do that full time, you're making six figures as a technician. And now instead of being told what to do and when to do and when to be and all that, you, you now have a level of control through the platform where you can, you can accept or reject jobs. You can have people, anyways, that's like my soapbox. And that's like, if there's one message I can get out to people right now about AV Hero is that I want... I want to be this company that is super empowering right. audiovisual technicians. Um, that's why one of our earliest taglines and part of my recruiting, you know, shtick was make more, work less, be a hero. The idea of, you know, having control of your own schedule, getting adequately compensated for your value. And then the concept of being a hero, you're actually doing something that's making a massive impact in people's days, lives, businesses. Um, and with that, a sense of job satisfaction and significance that, um, anyways, that's part of my mission. To what extent it's, well, actually I'll, I'll just state it as a declarative statement and you can see if it's right or not. It would seem that the model fits well with the kind of person who might have that kind of knowledge anyway, if they're making, if it's a person trying to make their own films and they need adjustable schedule to do that if they're gigging right because they're musicians and they need an adjustable schedule if they're doing you know uh, you know audio production work at concerts and they need an adjustable schedule and they they need money to also finance like you came to San Diego to be a rock star you need yeah. money to finance that dream but you don't want to work a 9 to 5 because it doesn't fit in with the dream itself yeah yeah, I, I, yeah, and so I think that absolutely it can be utilized like many people use Uber nowadays. They drive in their spare time to make extra money so they can take the vacation or they can have more disposable income, whatever. Um, but the idea of empowering through right. the platform, right? Every hero that gets onboarded and makes through the process 
gets what we call a hero code. And it's a unique identifier that a customer can input into the job request process. And now instead of broadcasting the job out to everyone in the area, it only sends the job to that hero for the first 15 minutes. If they don't respond, then it rebroadcasts it out so the customer gets taken care of. But the concept is, is that a technician could use their hero code to promote their services. And then once a customer works with an AV hero, a technician that they love, they just favor them. And now whether you're a school, a company, a homeowner, whatever, whoever you are, every time you request a job through the platform, it's going to ask you if you want to work with um, Gary David because Gary came out, he crushed it. Everybody loved him. He was fast. He was nice. He was cool. Right. And so now you're working with Gary every time. And then you have your sister company that's like, Hey, we got this AV issue. And they're like, Oh yeah, you want to call Gary hero code AVH 4,200. Right. And so it just, I I really, and it's interesting because I'm a sales guy. So it's in my blood to do this and to talk Hmm. audiovisual technicians oftentimes aren't that way. They don't want to put themselves out there and they don't want to be that guy. So one of my challenges I'm trying to overcome right now is how to get that message out to the AV hero community about this is actually an opportunity for you to build something great for yourself. Yeah, sure. You could go out and do it yourself, create your own company, create your own brand, create your own systems, do all your own invoicing, track all your own projects yourself, go out and find your own leads and your own customers. You can do that yourself. Of course you can. But the AV hero platform hopefully makes it that much easier and um, for you to do that. But I'm challenged because I'll have feedback that comes back, you know, from guys. I'll be like, we're not going to do the hard work for you. And I'm like, well, I'm not, I don't want you to do the hard work for me because they just take it as I'm trying to get them to be my, you know, my marketing arm in these different regions. And it's like, well, yes, but as this thing grows, it's only going to benefit everybody that's, that's a part of it. Yeah. Because invoicing and sales is so easy. Yeah, Yeah, because the easy stuff is actually building the company, advertising, getting customers and invoicing. That's the easy. Actually, the easy stuff is probably, I don't know, but the easy stuff is probably actually going, helping a customer with a very specific problem. That is actually probably the easy stuff, especially when launching a new business. Yeah, you define easy, right? Some people love being out there and, you know, being that guy and some people. So, but that's one of the big things I'm trying to figure out how to make that penny drop right? Is, is for technicians to go, man, I don't have to, nothing wrong with Starbucks. I don't have to work at Starbucks for $17 an hour, right? I, I I could actually go out and create a business and work less hours and pay my way through school. So that's my dream, right? Is to, to have that rather than AV hero, just spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on advertising across America to get in front of every consumer, to have these technicians believe the dream and they just go in and spreading the good news. Yeah. It seems like, I mean, I don't know. I'm just thinking about this in in the sense of of podcasting for one, but like certainly, you know, I've, I've been working in podcasting for seven years and and one of the big things we find is actually quite similar to what you're saying for a lot of AV techs is that there's a lot of internal knowledge and there's a lot of know-how of how to make a good show and how to think narratively and do conversations in ways that flow and that people want to listen to, et cetera. But most of us suck at sales. And but we don't use the S word though. And so this is an interesting thing to think about. Like we don't think about it as like 
if I had a salesperson or a sales entity that was like, let's just drop the podcast into this thing and they're going to go out and they're going to help us link up with folks to do advertisement, to get us gigs, whatever it is. Like yeah. that idea, I mean, it's, it's like it's an agency model almost too, right? You know, and like the, the flip side is, is kind of like that is how I'm thinking of it. And that to me is super attractive. A lot of podcasters, for example, are looking for how to have some sort of sustainable income with their work. I know this is different than doing AV work, but yeah. the idea is not dissimilar in terms of having a lot of internal knowledge and not getting how to get quote unquote work or more paid work or more sustainable work with that. And so the AV hero model is interesting because it's like almost like the, the hero side is, uh, you know, people coming to it saying I need to get something installed or my thing broke or whatever. Like I need to get a hero to fix it. The other side is the, is the, the text. And it's more like, we're going to give you an agency that's going to get you work. Yeah. And like build your, and build your brand too. Like you are still the AV expert because they're calling you to fix their thing. We're just going to help you get sales, you know? And so it's like, to me, it's a win-win, but um, it's like that—that so. that is an interesting thing to, to twist on, you know. Yeah, you know, I, I know when we talked the first time, John, that you talked about this idea of AV hero being—I'm um, looking at my notes here—kind of like the bad signal for local AV experts. <laughs> well, Batman had Alfred and Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not like Batman went out there and found his gigs on his own. I mean, there were these and took care of the Batcave. I mean. That's what AV Hero is doing. That's what you are. I, you're probably like more like Commissioner Gordon than Alfred, um, yeah. but you know that's like seems to be the model that you you direct the heroes to where they can fight crime, yes. rather than having them going out there and trying to find those those situations themselves. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean it, it. It. I mean we're a technology platform. There's nobody actually employed by AV Hero mm. that's going to, you know go out there and fix anything. We're, we're building a platform to connect people at the end of the day. What, one of the things I am concerned about is what impact this is having on your, your dream of rock and roll stardom. <laughs> it seems like it's going to take a lot of time. You know what? You're going to be very surprised with the answer to that question because okay. in about two months, we're going to be releasing uh, the AV Hero theme song yeah, uh, music video commercial. So that that does not surprise me because I have seen your video from the 2016 Battle of the Band. <laughs> you saw that? Wow, you've checked me out, man. <laughs> I have checked you. I did my due diligence. I saw the video. You can find a link to the video in the show notes. And <laughs> it seemed like a lot of production quality went into that. Now I'm assuming that was you on lead vocals. That was me with the beanie and the gold goofy glasses. Yes. So I, I'm well aware, I'm familiar with your, your abilities. And so that would not surprise me you're making a, 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 a rock video for AV Hero. Because there was a lot of production work put into that video, John. A lot of production work. Thank you. This one will be next level for sure. Um, so it's, it's, the song is it's called Save the Day, and it's a, it's a pop, punk, fun, get you on your feet song. Sweet. I mean, you, I saw you go, it was a Nirvana song, but you, there was more of a Perry Farrell vibe to the video. It was more like Porno for Pyros, even though you're playing, it was like if Porno for Pyros did a Nirvana song. That's what it felt like to me. What a deep reference. Are you referencing some of my dance moves? <laughs> At the very beginning, you actually went, here we go. And I'm like, oh, it's yeah. Perry Farrell. Okay. <laughs> like my, you know, the way that I interacted with the microphone stand, I'm trying to pull out the Perry uh, for all reference, but yeah, a, a little bit. I mean, the microphone stand there was again. I just saw the Iggy Pop uh, documentary with the Stooges. There was a little bit of that, but minus the 
you know, the self-scarring and the peanut butter. So there was not as much of that with an Iggy Pop reference. Oh, man. But nevertheless, it was impressive. So I'm glad to hear that the dream is still alive for the, the, rock, the rock stardom. Yeah, it's coming. I mean, check out. Look at these glasses I bought for the video. Oh, snap. Wow. Well, I, you know, we're, we're joking here, but there is a those are great. For those listeners are, that can't hear this, these are these are pink rimmed plastic glasses right. that are entirely mirrored, and the, the the lens just goes across the entire front. It's amazing. <laughs> I was, but I was on a serious note. I was watching that video, going, "Okay, there has there is a connection between the leap of faith it takes to say we're going to make this video. I'm just going to sell it, sales mm-hmm. again, right? And then yeah. starting your own company and just committing to it. I mean, there was a serious amount of commitment happening in that video because if you don't commit, yeah, if you don't commit when you're a rock performer it's not going to come off as authentic to the audience. If you're not committing as a person doing a startup, it's not going to come off as authentic to the audience. Yeah. Well, the, so, so, so let's talk about being a rock star. So I've studied stage presence, right? That's one of the biggest things, right. stage presence. And the, the, the simple key to effective stage presence is one word and it's confidence. You could be doing the, the goofiest thing that's actually not cool on the surface but if you do it with confidence people are gonna like it and they're gonna want more of it so um yeah if you're gonna do something you know business rock and roll just you got i mean yeah you got to do it confidently or else no one believes you or podcasting right i mean it's it's kind of the same thing or creating any kind of content you got. I, and I'm saying this as a, as a, a self-actualization I had to come to, you have to commit, you have to sell, mm-hmm. you have to be in that moment yeah. and believe that you have the ability to carry it off. Yeah. Whether you do or not. If you look at Iggy pop or anybody else, there was that thing that we were just committing. We believed in it. We were going to do it and we didn't care what the outcome was. We were going to do it anyway. Yeah, I, I was. I may have shared this with you last time we spoke, Gary. But I was walking the streets of uh, downtown San Francisco. This is maybe two years ago. I was meeting with a big, you know, Fortune 500 tech company, and um, I just had the thought that every, like, looking at the skyscrapers, looking at all the companies, right, all the money, all the success, um, that all of this simply started as an idea in someone's head. Right. Just an idea one day someone had a thought and then they just started taking action towards it but it all everything starts is just a maybe this could happen a little seed and um so yeah i agree with you that um that's the way it gets done man absolutely mic drop one one more one more quick a little bit of controversy I, i did not want to bring this up so I waited till the very end. Uh-oh. You were part of the commercial integrator 40 under 40 list. However, the website lists you as 40 years old. So you weren't technically under 40. So I wonder if you could comment on that. Yeah. You know, Fox News is about to pick up on that story as well. So, you know, my, lawyer, right my lawyer has encouraged me to, um, you know, no comment. Uh, apparently I just made the deadline. Like it, like however they make deadlines work, you can be 40, but as long as you didn't turn 40 by this time, Mm. you're, you're in it. So I, I think I made it by a couple of months. So we're going to look into that. Thank you. What we know that we're going to look into that explanation and we're going to check that. (laughs) Absolutely. Because I mean, I, you seem nice. I didn't want to, 
you know, in any way impugn your your company or your integrity. But it seems like, I, as a journalist, as a podcast journalist, if that's a thing, I couldn't let that go oh, without man. bringing it up. Oh man, that's service hilarious. to our to our to our to our many fan. Um, <laughs> that we had to bring this up. Yeah, it's hilarious, man. Um, I, I have a question for you guys. Sure. Just, so, so, so AV Hero is a gig economy, two-sided marketplace business model, which is not new to Americans anymore. Many have done it, Uber, Airbnb, etc. But for the audiovisual industry, it is a new concept. It's doing things differently. And one of the hurdles that I believe I'm trying to get over right now is that idea is the new idea hurdle, right? The early adopter versus, you know, that whole progression of when people start using new ideas, any advice from where you guys sit on how to, how to give someone a a level of comfort, right? Like initially when Uber came out, like, I'm not going to get in a car with someone I don't know and have them take me to the airport. Like, are you kidding me? But at mm-hmm. some point, that became widely accepted. What, what is that? Like, what kinds of things could a company like me, six months in, new concept in an industry, it's a bit disruptive, be doing to the consumer to give people a comfort level that you're going to be okay? Hmm. You know, you've, I mean, <clears throat> one, one thing that comes to mind is, you know, you, you choose this carefully, but what are services or other models? Like you said, Uber and Airbnb, and that's the exact right thing. Like people were afraid of staying in someone's house. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to get some stranger's yeah. car. But like actually just tagging onto that and being like, hey, like this, this is, I mean, I don't, you don't have to do this, but like AV Hero is like the Uber of audio technicians. You know, it's like tagging into stuff that people already know and trust because they've seen it work. And right. then it's something that, that builds an association of like, oh, that's actually a really great service. This sounds cool too. It's just one thing, you know, again, like you don't want to have your official marketing saying the Uber of audio technicians, but, yeah. um, yeah. and yeah, I would, I would, yeah, I'd, sorry, I'm going no, I was going to say, cause yeah, it, you don't, I don't, you don't really hear consumers talk about the gig economy as much as you do like businesses, right? I think that phrasing itself, um, unless you work in it. Sure. And I, I was going to add with the Uber, you know, the idea, I'm not going to get into someone else's car. Well, except you already do. You take a cab, you know, I'm not going to let somebody in my house to fix something. Well, you already do. If your furnace breaks, someone's coming in your house. If you need your dishwasher fixed, someone's coming in your house. I mean, so it's these are not new concepts, right? So going back to what Adam said, ta- you know, tapping into something people are already familiar with yeah. as a way of making sense of it. As a you know, going back to the psychology, uh, we would call it a cognitive schema that people already have in their brain a pattern that makes sense mm-hmm. that they can you know understand more quickly. The other thing I would add. And I really think it's a powerful piece of what you're describing. If you give money, if you pay an AV hero, you're not just paying them for their time. You're helping to fund their dreams because they're a filmmaker. They are a musician. They are a creative that, you know, they are a college student who's trying to make ends meet. You are funding their dreams. You're helping them achieve their, their vision. Mm-hmm. And so it's a win-win. You get your AV fixed. This person gets the opportunity to see their dream, their vision closer to completion. Mm-hmm. Now that's why I think as, as you get more AV heroes who come through and are progressed with the company, 
if you have stories of where people were able through working as an AV hero, accomplish making the documentary they wanted to make, putting out the album they wanted to put out, yeah. whatever it is, you know, singing yeah. in the choir at church that they wanted to sing in. Hmm. That makes people feel like their money is going to something larger than just getting their equipment fixed. Great. I love that idea. Thank you guys. Yeah. And we are not, we're not going to send you a $75 bill for, for, for the free consulting service. <laughs> it's a uh, it's psychology hero. Psychology. psychology hero, yeah. Hero. Huh? Yeah. Do anthro hero, um, anthro hero, yeah, anthro hero, or so you know, ethnography hero. We should, that's it. Yeah, yeah ethnography hero. There we go. We're gonna have to cut that because I don't want anybody to take it. All those business-minded social scientists out there are just gonna steal our idea. Right. And run. <laughs> Maybe we can just try to become kind of John John's operation. You know, Britain, you know, you know, AV hero. Now get to know ethnography hero. <laughs> there you go. Right. Just, just lock into that for your AV and ethnography needs. It's a one-stop shop. Done. Yeah. Easy. Boom. We got, we think we got, think we got a product next, next three, two, one, next uh, March 21st. Yeah. We'll launch that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, I mean, I, I know we're kind of, we're kind of about time, but just one other thought with that too. And you, I think you already kind of do this a bit too. And your TV example is the right idea in the bar, but just like approaching it from a problem standpoint of what problems do consumers face? And like, you know, you've had your TV break, you've had this thing break or your grandma can't figure out how to get her computer doing something right. Yeah. That happens to all of us. And so it's like, wouldn't it be awesome if there was a way to just get that like, Oh, let's just plug in. And like, you can even send, you know, John to go help my grandma fix her computer, whatever it is. Like, a simple problem-based approach too is great because you're like, I have had that problem. I would like to solve it. That sounds easy. You know, like that, done. Yeah. Love it, man. It's like, keep it simple, you know? And keep confident, it simple. right? K-A-S-C, I guess. <laughs> keep it simple, confidence. Keep it simple and confident like AV Hero is meant to be. Boom. Bam. Boom. Good. Sold. Well, thank you, John. <laughs> we appreciate taking the time to uh, to chat with us. This was uh, This was a lot of fun and... You know, I think it's, uh, we, we originally met when you, when you just kind of cold emailed me through LinkedIn. I'm like, this is pretty cool. Yeah. I got to find out more about this. Uh, I, I appreciate the time. It's nice to meet, um, nice to meet all you guys. And, um, yeah, thanks for your interest. And, um, I'll be on the lookout for, uh, whatever that new hero business model you just described is. Cause I'm sure I'll, I'll need it multiple times a day. Right on. That's all we can hope, right? So there, that's our first sales pitch. We need ethnography hero to go with AV hero. We need we need both of them because so much of ethnography work is actually audio and video. So why not, right? Makes that's all true. the sense. Perfect. Perfect. Awesome right. here. Cool, John. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for talking with us, uh, taking the time, and um, we wish you wish you you know safe safety and health. We know it's crazy over there in California, uh, and so. Yeah, you know, yeah, same, same, same to you guys. Um, let's, let's stay in touch. Don't be strangers. We want to thank John Day for taking us on his AV journey, AV hero journey, that is, and how AV hero can save the day. We had a lot of fun taking that long and winding road on his magical mystery tour and how you sometimes have to let it be as an owner, but also have to, from the customer's perspective, please, please me. Yes, you heard that correctly, folks. We actually just did that. You can find AV Hero at avhero.app.app. And we have all of John's and AV Hero's contact information in our show notes. Make sure you check it out. 
follow John and get in touch for all of your AV hero needs. That's right. Because and as we both know, we will have those needs at some point in the future. So we're looking forward to getting saved by AV hero, but not looking forward to having our computer crash. And as usual, you can communicate with us at feedback at experiencexdesign.com. We would love to hear from you and enjoy having your feedback as well as topics or persons that you want to hear more about. And there is always more stories and more experiences to tell. If you want to subscribe and join the EXD community, you can head on over to our website. Again, that's experiencexdesign.com to stay on top of all the latest experience design news. We'll see you next week, everybody. Bye.